0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going live, live, live a little bit early today. Um... Family just left, so I figured this would be a great time to get that done. Also, I'm just kind of, I don't know, man. I kind of feel like I want to play some video games. <laughs> it's like, what can I do that's like ultra lazy? Speaking of ultra lazy, yes, in fact, it is the same shirt that I'm wearing because it's Saturday and mind your own business. How about that? Um, it has actually been a very busy day, though. If you haven't noticed, I've been um, posting over and over and over again. I've made cut-ups of that long video I did yesterday, and then I posted it to YouTube, I posted it to Facebook, and I'm in the process of posting it to Instagram. So it's been actually an extremely busy day. Um, And so, um, I don't know, it's it's kind of an experiment. It seems like YouTube, maybe not that great of an idea. Um, I've been purging, so the, the subscribers have been going up pretty consistently for a while. And then since I started like every half hour uploading a new a new video, um, I've lost like five subscribers already. Um, actually, I just lost another one. So I've lost six subscribers today just from, from posting a ton of stuff. So I may not do YouTube anymore, and I'll just stick with Facebook and uh, Instagram perhaps, and then I'll just do the long streams on YouTube, and we'll do that because... Um, my youtube subscribers and it's what it probably is is a lot of my draft people that have been tolerating my once a day streams are like all right you got to stop now but either way if you want to see the shorter clips you should be doing what i told you to do a long time ago which is go over to the packing and podcast facebook page and go follow that and you'll be able to check out all these lovely wonderful fantastic clips um if in, you wouldn't mind, if you're here right now, go uh, jump in the comments section, drop a couple comments for me. Again, if you could keep the side chatter to a minimum. Um, I really am going to try to keep the podcast short today. And by that, I mean 30 minutes ripping through some questions and a couple thoughts that I have, and then I want to do like 30 minutes of, of comments, which so far I've been failing miserably at that. And these <laughs> I did an hour and a half show, and then yesterday was almost a two-hour show. And uh, that was just all straight comments, so we'll see how it goes. Um, again, I'm going to kind of run through a couple things here. I didn't do any questions yesterday because we had just we covered so much ground that it didn't really seem uh, necessary to do so. But it looks like we're kind of a little little bit light today on viewers, which is fine, probably, probably to my benefit. May end up blowing up in my face if I get no questions or comments, but <laughs> that's all right. Again, we're kind of winging it, and again, I, I've gotten... The feedback has gotten a little bit more positive. Still, some people are like, "I'm, I'm not doing this." So we'll, we'll kind of gauge it. And my, um, I'm still getting those really inflated numbers. So I have no way of knowing if I'm purging followers or not, which is really kind of an. I mean, it's good because advertisers are like, "Whoa, this guy's great. Let's give him a bunch of money." But um, you know, it's, it's fake. Uh, although the unique listeners are still pretty high. So so far, so good. We'll see how it goes. Um, we are, what is today? Today is the 4th, so we're uh, eight days away, eight days away from, uh, from the Green Bay Packers game. We are only, let's see, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'll just use my fingers, five days away from Thursday night, Dallas Cowboys, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Feel free to uh, leave, a, leave a, here's, here's what I want you to do first of all, if you have no specific questions. Dallas Cowboys, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, what are your thoughts, first and foremost? Um, Secondly, Green Bay Packers, New Orleans Saints. Uh, we can go through a couple other games. In fact, why don't we just do that before we get into the questions? And I want to see your comments here. Um, I might try to pick them up as I see them come in so that it's not super delayed. But uh, again, we'll kind of play it by ear. So my thought, dallas Tampa. and the only reason I'm really talking about it is because it's Thursday and it's the only Thursday game. It will, we'll go in more in depth on it and actually do some research or whatever um, when that time comes. But it matters also because it's Tampa Bay and I want Tampa Bay to be bad. Now, that doesn't mean we automatically just stroll into the Super Bowl because that's what happened with San Francisco, right? San Francisco is trashed the next year and Tampa Bay became our Achilles heel. So there can still be another Achilles heel, but if they could just fall off a tad, that would be fantastic. Um, but my contention is, my thought is that Tampa Bay is going to be terrible. The other problem if Tampa Bay does, let's just say they lose to Dallas, is then as, as great as that is... Now we got to be concerned possibly about Dallas. So that's not super fantastic. Um, Sunday, the noon game, you got Minnesota-Cincinnati. Feel free to drop in your comments on that as well. I don't see any possible way Cincinnati wins that game. I really don't. If you want to give me some hope, that would be great. Um, I intend to be watching that game, assuming it pops up. There's also Detroit-San Francisco, but I don't know. I I, I think I'm still going to watch Minnesota because I have no, I don't know. San Francisco is not going to lose, so I'm not going to end up watching them losing. Watching Detroit lose doesn't really give me any satisfaction. It's not that I want to watch Minnesota win, but I don't know. I'm going to watch Minnesota anyways. It's just more. It's just more entertaining to me. But uh, let me know your thoughts on that. I mean, Detroit, San Francisco. If you think there's any hope for Detroit, but that's kind of silly. But the Green Bay Packers and the Saints. I'm still looking at it here. Um, they are right now. Actually, this did change. I thought it was. I thought it was the same the market has moved from three points to four and a half points in favor of the Packers. So I told you to bet Packers because that that line is ridiculous. It has moved to four and a half. PFF still is a little bit more in the favor of the Saints, but now even they're at 3.8. So um, everybody seems to be shifting, including PFF, but just they're not quite as fast. And I don't know where it's going to end, but... Um, that feels a little bit... At least get on the other side. Maybe it's because the game moved. Maybe that's what it is, because it's not home field. They kind of bumped it, but um, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of silly. It's also interesting because a lot of Packer fans, as I said, are nervous. Because the Green Bay Packers are moving to Jacksonville, that's going to be a disadvantage because it's going to be super hot and all these things. Clearly, Vegas, PFF, whatever you want to call it, um, they're seeing this as advantage Packers. Even though it's not a great situation... The fact that the Saints are not at home is a massive disadvantage. It's basically two away games, and I think everybody's fully aware there should be more Packer fans there than Saints fans. Um, So that should uh, be—I think that's fair to say that things are moving in our direction. But if, if nothing else, it should be comforting because a lot of people have been messaging me kind of with a negative tone, like this is going to be a problem, the heat, blah, blah, blah. Daniel Telby says, Dallas gets the W. Maybe just wishful thinking, but they were hot from the start last year. Uh, All right, let's take a look at them last year. What would be the fastest way to do that? Let's do this. I'm getting rid of my uh, Jameis Winston thing that I wanted to have up, but that's all right. We can go back to that some other time. Dallas Cowboys, where are they? So they were 11-7 last year, but I want to look at them down the stretch. So as far as overall grades... Is this, oh, that's, I was going to say, there's no way, they're way, uh, all right, 2020, there we go, definitely didn't get 11 wins last year, that was like, what, I didn't know they were so good, um, so 2020, let's see, I don't want to just read off all their grades, but I, I guess you could say they did get a little hotter the second half of the year, if you look at the first half, they had two games in which they graded out as quote-unquote good, one in the 70s, one in the 80s, starting in week, if we're going to kind of just do them a favor, let's just say starting in week 9 if we call 69 to 70, there was the game against Pittsburgh, the game against Minnesota, the game against Cincinnati, the game against San Francisco, and the game against Philly. So that's five out of eight games in which they graded in the 70s, but the other three were graded in the 50s. So you could call that as being better. Um, What is it that improved, though, is kind of my question. Um, Their quarterback, not, I mean, kind of got a little bit better, but Uh, pass blocking got considerably worse. Receiving didn't get better. The running didn't really get better. The run blocking didn't get better. The defense, I don't know. I don't know why. It must have just been everything got slightly better. Um, but the defense was still terrible. The defense was still really bad. And that's going to be the biggest thing. Um, the defense last year had one game in which they graded out as good, which via PFF is a 70 or higher. And that was a 70.2 against the Philadelphia Eagles. So... That's going to be the biggest issue, and nothing here was good. Their their run defense, they had one game in the 90s, two games in the 70s, but they had some real bad games outside of the 50s. Their entire run defense grade was a 27 against Cleveland, a 40 against Arizona, 42 against Philly, 49 against Washington, 41 against Baltimore, 34 against San Francisco. Um, tackling was terrible. Uh, only two games graded out as good. Pass rush had one, two, three, four games graded out as good with a bunch of 50s. Um, coverage was putrid. I know they're excited about their, their now second year corner. Um, uh, Diggs, is it, uh, Stefan Diggs's cousin, I think, or whatever. I don't know. But, um, their coverage, they had one game in the seventies. It was mostly consistently forties. I guess it did get better. I, they didn't have any forties down the stretch, but just really bad. Um, so technically it was a little bit better, but not not much. I mean, I guess their wins did get better if you just look at it from a win loss standpoint. They were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So through nine games, they won two, so they were two and seven. And then they were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They won four of seven down the stretch. So again, the win loss column did kind of shift in their favor, but just grading out, i I can't find any one area. Where they massively improved. Again, their coverage maybe improved a little bit, their their passing improved a little bit, but I don't know. Again, I I talked about it yesterday. I'm not really scared of uh of Dallas all that much, at least yet. If the defense does improve, that's going to be troubling. But as good as that offense is, it just doesn't matter if they don't have a defense. That's just that's a lesson that we've uh learned over the years. Goose and Jacob, thank you very much for liking on Facebook. I greatly appreciate that uh what else we got here kate says how about them cowboys time to whoop up on those bucks (laughs) Yup. um yeah i i i think i'm gonna be it's so that's that's the other thing and that's another good question for all of you who are you cheering for because it's kind of blasphemous blasphemous for us to root for the cowboys isn't it but i think you gotta root i mean tampa bay First of all, it's Tampa Bay. They knocked us out of the playoffs, but also Tom Brady's there. I think I'm going to happily root for Dallas in that one. But I'm also going to be happy when Tampa Bay just whoops up on Dallas. I don't hate Dallas as much as a lot of Packer fans do, but I still don't want them to win. That's no good. Um, Luke has a question. Hilariously enough, this was actually one of the questions that I wanted to um, address here. Somebody, Goose, took down this question. It may have been you. I don't know. Uh, Let's see. Who asked that question on, on the Facebook group? uh, can I find it? Can I find it? Can I find it? It doesn't really matter. I'm just curious because it's kind of funny because somebody asked me that question. Uh, anyways, whatever, it doesn't matter. So this is the reason I had Jameis Winston's stats up. Luke Holm asked the question, how many interceptions does Winston throw in the first half? Great question. Um, <coughs> so the way that a lot of people would probably answer this is to just pick a high number because Packers rock, Jameis is trash. <laughs> Um, I'm too much of a stupid nerd to do that stuff. So what I did is I pulled up my handy-dandy calculator and Jameis Winston's stats, and I looked and I said, Okay, he has eighty-eight interceptions in his career, and he has thrown the ball two thousand five hundred and sixty-one times. So that is three point four three six one five seven seven five oh eight seven eight five six percent of the time. He throws an interception, three percent of the time. Um, So what is that based on what an average game would be? And it's kind of roughly around 30 attempts. It's really hard. I mean, I could just use a calculator and get super whatever, but I just kind of eyeballed it. It's around 30 times. You can probably do some basic basic math and figure it out, but if you just multiply uh, .03 times 30, the answer is 1.0308. On average, he throws almost exactly one interception per game. Now, I could be kind of cool about it and be like, well, but it's the Packers, man, and they're going to blah, 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 blah. Also working in our favor, um, 30 of those interceptions came in 2019, which he didn't throw 30 interceptions the prior two years before that. So you could say, well, he's gotten worse recently, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I'm just going to go with one. In fact, I'm going to set one as a benchmark uh interceptions obviously are critical to football games if you listen to the podcast when we go through the games that's one of the things i look at is correlations right at what point does this team win at what point does this team lose it's one of my favorite things to do it's kind of fun because you get a glimpse at how do you beat this team if you score this many points they've never won right those kinds of things um and interceptions there's always a correlation there with interceptions so um it's kind of a benchmark man i'm expecting it it's, if we don't get it, that kind of sucks. Um, and not only is it going to help us massively, but uh, it's it's also incredibly important. Uh, Kate says, Cowboys played with undrafted guys at left and right tackle. Yeah. I, I mean, they don't have a, a good offensive line as it is. Um, Anthony P says, in Hard Knocks, which by the way, I haven't even watched Hard Knocks. I actually just until this second forgot Hard Knocks was a thing. Diggs got torched by Cooper like five times in a row. So when I did... This exact YouTube channel, um, the 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 worst part about it, it got a ton of views, and I was getting a lot of subscribers, and I'll I'll probably be doing a lot of draft content because it's just an, it's just a cheat code for YouTube. But um, it's brutal, man. I mean, when I do this, it's almost 100 percent likes, and everybody here is hanging out. We're all just talking Packers. It's all cool. I mean, it's it's just it's kind of laid back and it's fun. I thought YouTube was just a bunch of jerks, but it really was just. It was the fact that I was kind of just talking trash about a bunch of teams, and a bunch of people don't like that, right? I was giving my honest assessment, and when a Packer fan comes along and says Dallas Cowboys don't have any corners, and they're super hyped up about their corner uh, digs, they're they're going to let me know, and you know this guy's trash, lol, you know get a job, you bum, whatever the comment may be, because they don't really know. And so I went through the stats, and I went through all these things, and you know maybe they made a couple good points here and there, but. Point is, people get super defensive, and a lot of times they just don't know because they don't listen to guys like me for the equivalent. I'm sure there are Dallas Cowboys podcasters and YouTubers that break it down the way I break it down, but apparently they don't have somebody just speaking the truth to them and being like, look, he's young and he's talented and he's showing promise, but there's some issues here because they just, they just absolutely lit me up. But um, he is quite a bit overrated. Uh, he's still young. He's still talented. I think he had a bunch of picks was kind of his big thing. And anytime you're young and you're a rookie and you get a bunch of picks, even if you're trash, if you get five picks, everyone's going to be like, this guy's one of the best rookies of all time, which obviously that's not the benchmark. But what else are you going to go on? Unless you have PFF and a bunch of other things to where you can see more advanced statistics and or grades, you don't really have anything to go on. I mean, pass breakups, but putting those hand in hand, um, it gets to be a little bit complicated. So yeah, I I don't think he's really proven to be all that much, despite the fact that everybody is... uh, Everybody in Dallas Cowboys land is very excited about them, but the Cowboys fans are just like Bears fans in a lot of ways. They they just hype up everybody. They 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 can't The <laughs> funniest thing about Bears fans and Cowboys fans, I would love for them to explain to me how they reconcile the fact of everybody on their team is real good, right? If we get into a discussion, they're going to tell me so all these guys are real good and I'm wrong. But then how do they explain how bad their team is? How does that work? Cuz I don't know how that works. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, um, I am going to skip some of these comments unless you're talking about the thing that I asked you to talk about, because I want to get to the questions that were fed to me and then we'll kind of circle back if at all possible. And again, if I skip your question, because the questions do get cut off for me at some point, just throw it back at the bottom. Um, but let's see where we're at uh jeremy says been listening to the podcast for over a year glad to be here love the content i appreciate that jeremy and again keep the feedback coming and don't just give me all positive i mean you don't have to put me on blast in my own comment section but feel free to reach out and be like look i've been listening for a while i'm happy for you do what you want but i'm not going to put up with this kind of thing whatever it is just let me know so i can kind of tweak it and try to make it proper and correct and all those things Um, again i'm trying to do a better job of being more smooth in my delivery and not getting caught and not getting trapped. And it, it is a whole different art form, this thing, because I've been doing, again, almost 1,200 episodes of kind of sitting back and just my brain operates in a different way. I don't have to be on all of the time. I just have to focus very intently on the one thing I'm focusing on. And then as soon as I'm done with that thought, I hit pause. And then I reset. And I'm like, okay, where am I? What is today? What's going on? What was my next note? Where? What? You know, and, and nobody witnessed that. And then I come over to YouTube and i don't have a pause button and everyone's staring at me while i'm just going uh, 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 because i just i haven't developed that skill set so <laughs> again bear with me i'm working on it i'm getting there i'm kind of learning to 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 kind of get my brain working in that capacity um kate says yeah but cooper's a beast he's good yeah but still getting beat five times you know i don't know Hey, you a Cowboys fan? I'm just curious. I, I just, I'm just curious what I'm working with here. If you're just advocating, or if you're a straight up, which is fine. I want as many NFL fans to be here as possible. I'm just, I'm just wondering. Um, Anthony says I'm rooting for the Cowboys. I don't care. Brady is the devil. 100%. Dude, did you crack the code? I've been saying he's been doing this this witchcraft, crafty stuff. Which, by the way, Google it. His wife literally does witchcraft. Um, that helps me with my conspiracy theory that he sold his soul to the devil. What if he is the devil? Then we're super, what do we do then? Because I'm just like, okay, listen, if I make a deal with the devil, at some point it's like, all right, he's going to collect, and Tom Brady's going to vanish into a pile of dust somewhere, and we move on, and he's not winning Super Bowls anymore. Mary, thank you very much for liking the stream. I appreciate that. All you guys that are watching on Facebook, please do me a favor. Go over to the Packernet Podcast Facebook page and follow if you haven't done so. Uh, You can win yourself a sweet, signed Green Bay Packers uh lombardi trophy signed by jordy nelson i think you might have cracked the code though man because um if he is the devil he doesn't need to collect anything he's just going to win forever i don't know that sucks all right what else have we got here uh johnny i'm going to skip your question just for now again i'm going to stick with the questions about i'm so sick of cowboys fans uh dog and jair because he had a bad game versus cooper do they forget they were down 28-0 at half? LOL, course gyre plates off. So I'm gonna pause there because I want to know if that's true. Cause I don't know that that's entirely. Did he have a bad game? Or did Cooper just catch a couple passes? I want to look that up because I don't remember him having a, a bad game necessarily. Come on, man. My internet is just I might not I might have to abandon this. I think it's my uh, recording software is dragging down something because and it's especially Google Chrome, which I know just destroys memory. Um, but it just, nothing works anymore. I got to like reset my computer or something because things are getting goofy. Anyways, I guess I can't look it up. We'll save that for another day. I was pretty sure though that um, Jair was not necessarily having a bad day. See, now I can pull up Jair. I just need to pull up the game. Come on, man. That, the one thing that I need is the one thing that's not working. There we go. What week was that against Dallas? See, now I'm, well, whatever. Somebody put in the comment section what week that was so we can kind of move on. Because I want to look that up because I don't think that that's necessarily the case. Uh, let's see. Cooper played hurt all year. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, you you have to be. They don't have a good O-line. I mean, they are good, not great. Do you know who plays at the line? Yeah. I've Listen, I've been, what was it? Like 2016, you guys had a dominant offensive line. And every single—so you had, like, elite players from tackle to tackle. And that line has been eroding and eroding and eroding. You've got, like, two guys left that are, like, elite players. And I don't even know if they—because they're getting older. So, I mean, it's just one of those things where I understand you're—it's not putrid, but it's nowhere near what it was. That's—that is a big problem. That's the reason why your running back is not as big of a factor as he was a long time ago, despite the fact that everybody still says Ezekiel Elliott is one of the best running backs in football. He hasn't been as dominant as he was. I don't remember what year that was, 2017, 2018. when I mean, it was like one of the best offensive lines that I've ever seen. And, and the only thing I kept saying right here on this very podcast, the only thing I kept saying was you have to prioritize offensive line. You cannot let that thing go away. That's the most important asset you have. Nobody can stop you. Nobody can stop you when your offensive line is that good. And they kept, they kept going away. Um, let's, let's just look it up from 2020 uh let's do blocking grades by offensive line no i don't even know where to find these things anymore so um pass blocking run blocking oh here we go offensive line efficiency dallas cowboys ranked 26th out of 32 Mm -hmm. via pff in terms of pass blocking efficiency yes i know what your offensive line is you went from one of the best offensive lines I've ever seen to 26th. Don't even try to argue with me that you still have a dominant offensive line. That's silly. Come on, man. Got into it yesterday with Giants fans and Bears fans, and now I got a Cowboys fan. That's just, that's just And again, this is, this is what happens when I do my draft stuff. Whenever I do draft stuff, people that are unbelievably biased, because, because you're supposed to be. Packers fans are biased. Cowboys fans, everybody's biased. But if I just come out here and I'm like, I want you to get offensive line because it's super important, and you guys have let that erode down to this thing that is not very good anymore. People freak out. What do you mean it's not good? What do you mean it's not good? It's so good. It's, it's the best in the world. No, it's not. And again, again, explain to me how you have the be- these elite wide receivers, elite quarterback, elite offensive line, elite running back, great defense, except you can't win any football games. Well, people were hurt. Everybody's hurt. Everybody, the Packers had hurt people. The Vikings had hurt people. Everybody has hurt people. The COVID, Every team has injuries. It's not, uh, <laughs> whatever. All right. These are all comments from Cade. I mean, I'm just, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to argue with you the whole time. I mean, you, your team doesn't win football games. So I, you know, I don't need to really argue about that. Uh, all right again some of these questions are not pertaining to what i need so let's go over to the questions now and then we will uh we got about five minutes before i need to take a break i'm sticking to a strict hour here so i'm gonna give myself five minutes to rip through some of these questions that were submitted on the facebook group um again if I don't answer your question, just go ahead and throw it down in the bottom, and I'll try to get back to it, but um, let me highlight this right here from Cade, and I'll circle back to that in a little bit. All right, and I'm going to skip a couple of these because we've been a- answering the same questions over and over again, like 500 times, and it's I just got to start skipping them. Um, do you, okay, do you think having over 30 vets sit during the preseason games could have been in part to cater to Rodgers, who dislikes the preseason um, to cater to Rodgers' requests? Um, no, I really don't think that that's the case. Um, I, 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 the biggest reason that I'm saying that is look at the joint practices. There's two things. The joint practice is something that Aaron Rodgers hated violently. Like, he absolutely violently hated the uh, the joint practices, and LaFleur's like, well, I don't care. It's important. We're doing it anyways. And they did it anyways. So I don't really think that he cares about that. Also, I think the other thing is Matt LaFleur has always prioritized health. He wants to make sure to keep the guys healthy. He understands that more than just getting a couple guys a couple reps in the preseason, which doesn't really fit, Factor or or make that big of a difference, anyways. um, Losing a guy like Aaron Rodgers or Devontae Adams or Elton Jenkins because we want a guy to get ten snaps is stupid. It just really is stupid. So I don't think that has anything to do with Rodgers. I mean, they may have gotten his input on it, but I don't think it really moved the needle very much. Um, I just think that's. I think that is Matt. I mean, because the other thing too is if Rodgers was the only one that sat out, you could maybe make that case where. Matt LaFleur wanted his guys to at least get a couple snaps, but Rogers is like, I'd rather not. And they're like, all right, let's just, let's just not. But he he sat every starter. And I don't think Rogers pulled those strings. I think that's a that's a little, little too much. Zeman23 says, Do teams under the same coaching tree have similar types of players? Yes. Um, I don't really know how to elaborate on that too much, but yes, there there are generally certain things that you want to do within a scheme. And so there are certain players that that do those certain things. They're not identical, right, because it kind of comes from the other angle as well where you have concepts and the coaches will look at the team you have and, and decide how to utilize the concepts based on the guys we have. But, yes, the, they are generally looking to do similar things, and so you need similar players to execute those certain types of things. Um, Matt? Matt? Worster asks, with the uncertainty of Rodgers' return in 2022 and the un... What the heck was that? And the... <laughs> I don't know, my thing's tweaking out on me. And the uncertainty of Love's availability as a starter, is it worth a gamble taking a shot at Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, given the uncertainty of his future? Absolutely not. 100,000% no. Um, the idea that Deshaun is going to get traded just seems absurd to me. He is facing unbelievably serious charges. Um, if he is uh indicted on these charges. He's not even going to be in the NFL. He's going to prison. Um, I don't understand why we're even talking about this as though teams are going to be giving up multiple the 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 NFL media is actually like, oh, the asking price is like three first round picks and and there's a lot of interest, but they're just it's a little too steep. And I don't know. Dude, nobody's giving up Jack for a guy that might be going to prison. And and here's the other thing. Even if you're saying, well he's not going to go to prison, um he's probably just going to pay him off and then get off, or even if he gets, you know, hit with something, he's going to get pled down because he's a football player and he's rich, and he'll he'll be on probation or what. It doesn't matter. The Packers are not going to do that. There are very serious implications, first of all, just on a moral level, of bringing a guy like that in after what he did and what he is presumed to have done. Uh, stream keeps cutting out. Yeah, that's so. Like I said, something's kind of acting goofy here. Um, sorry about that. I was wondering what that was, but that must be what that is. Um, It's not only that, though. if if Deshaun Watson, and maybe, look, maybe he just did something and he feels bad about it, he'll never do it again. But sometimes when you have, like, a weird thing, um, you just have a weird thing. And it's somewhat of a problem, and it's something that you have to worry about cropping up again. There's no reason. I understand he's a good football player. I don't care. There's no way in the world I would ever, if he was free, Take a shot at it. There's no way. Well, free maybe, but you get what I'm saying. I'm not trading for them. No chance in the world. Um, draft Hobbyist asks, everybody said the Packers were going to regress last year, did we? Is predicting aggression this year a trap? Um, everybody said we were going to regress last year, did we? No, the The defense did. The offense improved, and so we kind of leveled out as far as— and actually, we improved overall as a team. Um is predicting a regression this year a trap? I don't know about a trap. I mean, all, all you can do is is take the available information and and try to use your best estimation of what's going to happen. Um, I think predicting a regression is reasonable. I think in predicting an, an improvement could be reasonable. I think you can make a case for a lot of things because there's so many. There's a, such an unbelievable amount of variables, right? I mean, if you think about the hundreds of different things that, that could possibly get better or get worse and to various degrees as being like coin tosses. And you're kind of just trying to guess which ones are heads and which ones are tails, and based on that combination kind of puts together what's going to happen this year. And, and none of these things are known. None of these things are known. Injuries, no idea. Aaron Rodgers, he might massively regress. He might be another MVP quarterback. Don't know, right? could be somewhere in between i have no idea what's going to happen with him aaron jones he may begin his regression he's getting up in age he just signed his big contract usually when that happens you learn very quickly why that's stupid to sign guys like that um you know Devonte may begin his decline he's been going up 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 forever and he's about peaked and i've been saying he's peaked for a while but um we're down to two viewers, so it is cutting off here, so sorry about that, but we're recording it, and if anything gets lost, you can come back and watch it, because I'll have the whole stream up, and um, this will be on the podcast and everything, too, but um, I don't know if I would say it's a trap. I mean, it's it's silly for people to just automatically assume that they're going to regress because they have to. You have to have a reason, right? You can't just say random things just for the heck of it, and... Um, Expect that that's just reasonable because I say it is. You know what I mean? You have to make an art. You have to actually make a case. It doesn't make sense to say, "Well, you thirteen and three, two years in a row. That's not sustainable. You're going to regress." But what? But what are you talking about? You know what I mean? What What is the the reason for the regression? So I, you know, I don't know about trap necessarily, but um, people need to be creating arguments for what they're saying, and a lot of times they don't. They just say things to say things, and it's kind of silly. I just want to go over to YouTube and make sure that that was working. It appears that we're up, but the viewers are down to like one. <laughs> so anyways, uh, what time are we at here? We're actually, uh, we're going to take a break here. I said 30 minutes, hard cut off. We'll come back, look at a couple of the, a uh, couple more questions. We'll head over to the comments section and um, we'll call it a day from there. But once again, we're just going to stare at each other for a, mo- a moment. By the way, if you want to support everything that I'm doing here, patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. Thank you all for supporting me there. Um, if you want to donate to the Palmer Home, you can do that. Check out my Twitter or just reach out to me. I'll tell you how you can donate directly to the Palmer Home. That will be done, what is it, Monday at noon, I believe, is, is when that officially ends so that'll be uh, i believe i'm in fourth place in that by the way so thank you all for your support on that but anyways why don't we go ahead and take a break and we'll be right back in the hobby it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks we get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high value jordan love card but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates it's all just a shot in the dark until now about seeing what you could potentially get right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arena club.com slash pack Wow. That's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arena club.com slash pack for 10% off your first purchase. All right. Uh, Very, very quickly, Captain Colby Jack asks, how confident are you in the Packers' defense? Again, varying different ways of this exact same thing being asked, um, including what we just talked about before this. I don't have really a level of confidence because there's just way too many variables. I I, I don't have any idea what's going to happen, what's not going to happen. I don't know. Um, I am confident in the players that we have that there's so much talent that even if some guys regress, some guys will get better. Um, and it'll at, at worst balance out. The only real concern I have, and it goes both ways. Uh, the only real concern I have is the scheme. The scheme could get better. The scheme could get worse. I don't really know. But, um, you know, it is what it is. We'll, we'll see what happens. Kevin is the one that asked about Jameis. We already talked about that. Jake Hoffer says, MVS will break out this year. I want to hear Ryan say that out loud. Well, You heard me say it, and I've been saying it for years, not because I believe it, but because people have been saying it over and over and over again, and I've been reading these comments. Every single year is going to be MVS's breakout year. Every year is not his breakout year. Um, So again, I am hesitant to believe that, but he's at a good training camp. We'll see how it goes. Um, And then finally, Game Grave asks, in the future, when robots take over the world, uh, they model their Terminators after one NFL player. Who do they choose? First of all, Dude, that stuff kind of freaks me out, man. It's one of those things where it's almost more of a conspiracy theory to not believe it than to believe it. You know what I mean? When you think about the—and I, I know this isn't supposed to be this deep, but when you think about artificial intelligence kind of getting out of hand, and um, I, don't, I don't know how it doesn't happen. The, it's, it's growing at an exponential rate, and we're way too stupid to, to regulate ourselves. Um, we're going to want to use it to learn and to, uh, you know, the governments are going to want to use it to, you know, kind of see what everybody's up to, making sure they're all good. We're definitely going to be using it as weapons. Um, the defense department I'm sure is massively involved in artificial intelligence because why wouldn't you be, um, corporations are going to use it more and more for, for more money. And it's just, I don't know, there's no way that it's not going to continue to get out of hand. And the thing that actually scares me isn't so much the part where it becomes, you know, self-aware or whatever. I don't even know, I can't even fathom how that happens. I know, we'll, we'll get to the question. But it's it's sort of a garbage in, garbage out thing, right? It's At some point, it's still just a computer, but it's going to be a computer that's inputs are based on the worst kinds of people, right? It's, it's the people who are... Um, you know, sort of the environmentalist types that are saying that human beings are a cancer, right? They're the ones that, that's the inputs. You know, that's what academia is saying. So when they become intelligent, they're going to take the best available knowledge, because they don't have knowledge they take from us, and um, that's how things become a serious problem. Maybe I've seen too many movies, I don't know, but it just seems like, I don't know how I don't know how we stop this from becoming a problem. My answer, though, is is probably Aaron Donald. I see. Cade says J.J. Watt is a robot. That would also be pretty fantastic. I guess the 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 question is, what do I want the robot to do? At the end of the day, it's a robot. I can make a robot be Aaron Rodgers, and it's still going to be stronger than the strongest thing in the world, right? It's because it's a freaking robot. So it doesn't really matter what it looks like or what shape it's in. It's still a freaking robot. Um. So you know, I I could I could make it. In that case, I should just make it massive. I, I could, you know, shape him to be like TJ T, Slayton, but he runs as fast as a cheetah, you know? Because why not? I do whatever I want. He's DK Metcalf. So my answer, I guess, is Aaron Donald. But at the end of the day, again, they're robots, so it doesn't really matter. I can shape them however I want to shape them. They're still friggin' robots. All right, let's kick it on over here. Kate is a Cowboys fan. So again, thank you for joining in. I'm just, listen, I understand you know your team better than I do. And I say that every time when I talk about the draft stuff, but at the same time, I think some people are a little, little, they've got some blind spots. You guys hang out with other Cowboys fans. You hype each other up probably a little bit more than you should. And I I just think generally, and this is true of every fan base, um, there are blind spots and you tend to hype up your own, like we're talking about MVS. Packer fans believe he's the next great coming of, of whatever. Everybody else in the NFL, every other fan of every other team, hears Packer fans talk about how MVS is going to be this great player, and they're like, okay. Um, that's just how it goes, but eh, whatever. It is what it is. Um, yeah, I know, again, injuries and backups and all that. It, again, and, and I don't know if I said this today or if it was just yesterday, but we had Mike McCarthy as our coach for a long time. We heard empty promises every single year about how good – how thing every listen to me let let me let me give you a little something maybe you've heard something like this from mike mccarthy it got to the point every year where we heard how they were going to completely revamp the offense because the offense had gotten stale obviously with Aaron Rodgers, these boring just nonsense plays there was no creativity of the offense and we heard how they tore up their offensive playbook completely shredded it burned it they had a bonfire in the backyard i'm i'm elaborating a bit on this. And then they built it from the ground up based on the talent that we have, based on the strengths of Aaron Rodgers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Guess what? He trotted out the same garbage the very next year with no difference whatsoever. So I'm just saying be on the lookout. I don't know. I don't know. Cowboys might be great. I have no idea. I'm just saying we've been there before. We fired him for a reason. Um, Jeremy says, do you think Preston improves this year over last year and that we end up relying on Gary more? I don't know how those two things tie in, but I do think he's going to improve for a couple reasons. Number one, it's sort of a contract year, right? Um, He's got a one-year deal. Second of all, um, his contract is almost entirely incentive-based. He gets paid almost nothing um, if he does nothing. He makes a ton of money if he hits a bunch of incentives. So he's worried about getting a, a longer-term contract with the Packers or somebody else. He's going to make a massive amount of money based on incentives. And on top of that, last year was about as bad as it gets for Preston Smith. I mean, he was he under massively underperformed, even for Preston Smith. So if he just plays average, he's going to massively improve over what he did last year. In terms of the second part, are we going to end up relying more on Gary? I hope so. I mean, I, listen, I know the Packers love Gary. So they want to transition. So if they're not, it's because there are issues with Rashawn Gary. Um, but I, I I I know that he is a much better pass rusher than Preston, so I would like to see him on the field more. Uh Cade, I'm gonna skip through some of this. I can't have a one-on-one conversation with you, but I appreciate the talk that we've had up to this point. do do do. Do you think Aaron will stick around the way things are going? I'm curious to get it from a Packer fan. Um, that was actually the question I was going to... I skipped it, but I appreciate you going back to it. Um, I'm leaning toward not, but it's it's so crazy. I mean, this whole offseason was crazy trying to predict what was going to happen. I don't really know what's going on in Aaron Rodgers' head. Um, the general consensus from Packer fans is the only thing that's going to get him to stick around is if he wins a Super Bowl. Um, that'll be the one thing that's like, all right, let's run it back. We finally got it all figured out. Everything's cool. What the heck is Nitro? We got it all figured out. You know, we're we're good to go. But I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I do know what it is. He's kind of told us what it is about why he wants to leave. But that's never going to change. So if he decided to come back, if he's okay coming back, then um, I don't know why he wouldn't want to do it again. Because he's not going to go somewhere else and, and improve. I mean, I'm not saying there are no better rosters anywhere in the world. Um, although I do think it's one of the best rosters in football. But he's not going to Kansas City. He's not going to Tampa. He's not going to any of these places. He's going to Oakland, trash, Denver, trash. He's going to all these different places that are going to be trash. So, you know, I just, I, I guess I don't get it, so it's hard to get a, in his head, but it, it does feel like he's probably going to be gone. The other side of this is, as much as the Packers have been saying, we want him to stay, we want him to stay, we want him to stay, they have structured this salary cap that it it basically detonates unless Aaron Rodgers leaves. They have to make him leave. Otherwise, everybody else is going to leave. And then you don't have a team that's going to make Aaron Rodgers happy. So, you know, I, I've tried to stay away from looking at post-2021. People ask about the salary cap and are we going to sign this guy, that guy? I don't know. I have no idea. But um I it's 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 there's a lot of there's a lot of complications. I don't know. Um, do I think he's gonna stick around? My my guess would be no, but I don't know. Um Watson do 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 what is Aaron left would you sign Watson everybody's asking the same questions what is the current state says 1265 of our division rivals i have no idea what's happening with them so i've tried to kind of keep up with it um i i you know if there's if there's bears vikings and lions fans in here they're going to completely crucify me so i'm not going to go in super in depth i know injuries have been a big problem especially along the offensive line the bears selected Tevin Jenkins in the second round, they traded up for him as well, They once again, their favorite thing to do, give away all their picks, they traded up, very highly coveted guy, although he fell into the second round, which he wasn't supposed to, but we're not going to talk about that, we just have to assume he was definitely a mid-first round talent, but just everybody forgot and then he slipped into the second round. Um, he's injured and he's out for the year, so that's a problem because they cut their left tackle, or he left or whatever, I don't know, so he was going to come in and replace them. So their offensive line is a disaster. Forget everything I said about the Cowboys. They'll be fine. They, they they got enough to function. The Bears are in trouble. And so they did bring in, what's his name, 40-year-old offensive tackle Jason Peters to come in and compete. And I'm sure he'll be fine. He's It's whatever. But it's, it's a rough situation. So the, the Bears' problem is everything in that city hinges on Justin Fields. And I've said, as much as I talk a lot of trash, I, I've said I, I think he's a good quarterback, um, I don't think he did anything bad in the preseason. I don't think he did anything fantastic, but he seemed fine. Everything hinges on his ability to function at a high level. Thank you, Kyle, for liking the stream. And they're not putting him in a great situation. I mean, the whole team is kind of, kind of collapsing. You got a half the team that's trying to force their way out. Alan Robinson is trying to get his way out. Akeem Hicks has said he wants to leave. Khalil Mack had his worst year ever, even though it was still a good year. I think he was underrated a little bit. But, um, still, I think statistically or whatever, it was his worst year so things are not going well, and it, we're just not setting him up in a, a great position. On top of the fact we're starting Andy Dalton, which which is real bad. So then you look at a situation where um, you know you end up starting potentially zero one with him falling apart, and you know, the the idea may be, okay, we play the Rams, we get annihilated, the fans scream, we want Justin, because they assume it's Dalton's fault, which is silly. It's the Rams. You're going to lose either way. And then they're like, all right, we've heard your cries. We're bringing him out. And that's when I think they play the fricking Bengals and they're going to annihilate the Bengals. And then you kind of get them on good footing, but that's, it's all fake, right? All that is fake. It's all posturing and grandstanding and all that stuff. And I just don't think that they're genuinely a very good team. I think that they, should have embraced a tear down. And I think any competent GM would have. The problem is he didn't have that ability. If he's went to the owners and said, listen, uh, things aren't great. We should probably tear down and rebuild. The owner would have said, thank you for your advice. Would have accepted that answer and would have promptly fired them and hired somebody else to do that. He had to convince the owners that we're real close. We just need a quarterback. And if I can get a quarterback, we're going to make this work. That's not the reality. They do need to start tearing down and rebuilding like the lions did. I like what the lions are doing. Um, the Lions are complete garbage, but they tore it down to bare bones, and they're going to start rebuilding it. So we don't know what's going to happen with that. They have to start the rebuilding process, but I like what they've done so far. they got a ton of picks, and they're probably going to be very high picks for quite a while, including possibly getting a quarterback next year. The Minnesota Vikings are odd, and they're kind of stuck in this no-man's land, and sometimes teams get stuck in this where... um, they're just not able to get over the hump. They're always decent, and they've always got enough players to be decent and to be dangerous, but they just don't have enough to kind of get over the hump. You know, and the other issue is the the strength of their team largely, and I've been saying this for a while now, are the guys that they just refuse to let go of. Um, they did bring in uh, Justin Jefferson, great wide receiver, but they've been taking swing after swing after swing at cornerback, and their cornerbacks are terrible, and they had to go out in free agency to get all of their cornerbacks because they cannot find cornerbacks. Offensive line, maybe it's kind of a little bit getting better, still a terrible offensive line, and they've missed and missed and missed and missed and missed, and missed at drafting offensive linemen. And they they did it again, and their offensive lineman is also hurt. Um, Dalvin is still a good running back, but, um, the guy's getting to that 26 year old range. I don't know if he's 26 or he's close to it, which is generally where running backs start to fall off. Um, he's got a ton of injuries. They, they run the guy into the ground. He has more carries than just about anybody else. He's running behind, not a great offensive line. So it's, and and then you got Kirk Cousins, who is, sometimes he looks like a brilliant quarterback and other times you see why he's never going to be that guy. And that's the problem. He might be a guy that gets you a bunch of wins in the regular season, but his biggest the biggest knock is he can't win in prime time. That's called the playoffs. Um so it's just it's it's never gonna be good enough to get you there. So the Vikings got to figure something out. They they've have to do a better job of, of drafting and developing players. They're gonna need to find probably a different quarterback. And I think in the meantime, they're probably going to be struggling. So I don't really know. Um I, I think again, because of the talent that they have, they've got so many top end weapons they're going to, they're going to smash some people but i don't think they're put together well enough to be consistent enough to win i don't want to say enough games they'll probably get into the playoffs but to win out throughout the playoffs is going to be a, a near impossibility for them i just don't think that they uh they're going to be able to do that rodgers is the devil for the cowboys says cade yeah i don't i don't envy the situation there i just don't that's that's rough rodgers is he does well against the cowboys that's for sure um i'm confident in the roster But are there any free agents that make sense for the Packers to pick up? No. At this stage of the game, I'm just, I'm not interested. I haven't even really looked at it. It's it's time to get going. We got our guys. Let's just get loaded up and let's go after it. Um, I don't think there's anybody we can bring in at any position. Maybe linebacker, but I doubt it. They brought in their linebacker. They like Devondre. I don't know why, but they do. Whatever. Um, Cade says, Tyron Smith already looks like a robot with that brace. Tyron Smith is a good football player. All right. Kate says, McCarthy seems trash. I mean, what does that man even do? The defense head Dan at DC and Kellen handles the offense. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I don't understand the McCarthy thing. And, and, you know, you can brush it off like, well, he doesn't really handle anything. It's the other guys and they're going to be fine. He's the guy structuring everything. He's the one that that tells them what's going to happen and how things are going to go. And, you know, he has personnel influence and he has, you know, all this stuff runs through McCarthy. So even if you bring in a good defensive coordinator... It's still a problem. And so I don't really understand the McCarthy thing. I mean, I, I, I really like Mike McCarthy. He's he was a great coach for us for a long time. But it's one of those things where, you know, he, Dom Capers was a good defensive coordinator for us for a long time. But at some point, you just get to the point where it's like he just doesn't have it anymore. The thing that he does well, the NFL has moved on and he hasn't kept up with it. I've always said Mike McCarthy and Andy Reid are like the same guy. The only difference between those two is Andy Reid kept grinding and he kept studying and he kept developing and evolving and Mike McCarthy just, he stuck with this thing he does really well and he never learned to evolve into what the NFL is today. And that's problematic, so. All right. Uh, goose says listen i didn't show up for it to just end that said i don't really have anything to add. Well, thank you, goose. I appreciate. Goose is the guy that 's supposed to be in here feeding me questions so i don't have to read through the garbage and now he 's feeding me garbage. Thank you for <laughs> wasting my time. Where are we at So we got about ten minutes left um and we're kind of closing in on we're getting some viewers viewers back, so keep the questions and comments coming um what did McCarthy do for you guys on that team because I seriously don't know what he Well, he was he was more of a hands-on guy. I mean, he he was a very intelligent offensive mind for a very long time, but um again, he's not that anymore. So I I have to assume, I don't know, because you guys brought him in for presumably a different reason. I'm assuming that you guys just wanted a veteran head coach that understands things like how to how to be a leader and how to structure things and how to do all that kind of stuff. And then you let the offensive, defensive coordinators run their respective things. I don't really know. Um, but you got to also remember the the other issue, as much as it's all about, well, he knows how to be a leader. And I don't know how true any of this stuff is, but Tyler Dunn completely blasted the Green Bay Packers. And a lot of it was seen as a Rodgers hit piece, but it was kind of a McCarthy hit piece as well. And there, were, there was a lot of damning information. You should go look it up if you haven't seen it. Tyler Don, I don't remember the name of the article, but it was a lot of stuff about McCarthy where he just wouldn't show up to meetings. Apparently, when there were meetings going on, he'd be sneaking up into his office, like, you know, getting a massage for his back or whatever because his back was all jacked up, which I didn't like that part of the article because it made it seem like he was doing illicit things. And I felt like that was a real trash thing to put in an article because as a married guy, if I was had... Back problems, and somebody wrote an article that made it seem like I was sneaking away up the back stairs, which I think is what the article said. Um, I would be pretty furious because it's like, dude, you better watch how you type your stuff. But, anyways, um, it felt to me like he was a guy that kind of gave up. And and the whole problem with the Packers, I think, for a long time was that it became like a good old boys club where nobody really ever got fired, and everybody just kind of kept their head down, and everybody just kind of kept. Riding it out, it became like that whole union mentality of, you know, people just don't really do their job, but nobody really gets fired, and everybody just keeps collecting a check, and you just kind of keep going on with what's going on, and that's probably part of the reason why. Again, Andy Reid, he keeps grinding, he keeps evolving, and Mike McCarthy, he didn't because he didn't have to, until eventually one day, Mark Murphy, you know, when when the record fell apart and everything and, and the whole facade fell off. Mark Murphy turns around, because he's not really paying attention to the personnel stuff or any of that, turns around says, what the heck is going on, finds a complete mess and fires everybody. Didn't happen quite that fast, but that's essentially what happened. So, again, I like McCarthy, hope it works out for you guys, but it's, it's, I don't trust that it's a very good hire. All right, we saw at times last year a certain offensive player take over a game. Which player do you think could take over this upcoming Saints game? that's a great question. Who would it be? So I I struggle to imagine that it would be a running back because the defensive line is as talented as it is. Um, If I had to guess, I would say it's going to be Devontae's game. Um, Again, so, so their corners, I think, are suspect. They got some big names. They've got some guys that were good at times, but there's nobody, I think, at this point in time that's a dominant corner for the New Orleans Saints. Um, on top of that, if the saints are going to do anything, it's going to be kind of air it out, right? That's, that's what Jameis does. He just drops back and launches it. So it, it may actually be kind of a high scoring game, which is sad because you like to think Jameis is a joke and they're not going to score any points, whatever. But if it turns into that, we're going to turn over to our guys. And, and I kind of think, I mean, you could say Tanya you could say MVS. I'm going to go with old faithful and say that we're going to, especially out of the gate and especially considering, like we said, we haven't had a preseason. So we got to find a rhythm. If I'm the head coach of the Green Bay Packers and I want to get my guys into a rhythm, first thing I want to do is establish a run. But again, that's going to be difficult because the, the Saints are not going to let us do that. They've got good linebackers. They've got a good defensive front, edge rushers and defensive tackles. They're going to control the front. Now, I mean, we got to get a run game going at some point. But I think the thing that we're going to need to do is establish a, a little bit of run here. But also we got to get the passing game going. And I think that starts with Devontae. You know what I mean? I mean, we'll slip out some passes to our running backs in the flat. We'll get uh, maybe Amari going a little bit with these little, you know, the little bubble screens. But at some point, we've got to move the ball down the field. And I think that's Devontae. So if I had to guess, if, if we're going to try to get into a rhythm in week one and get things going, I think Devontae might be the guy week one to, uh, to kind of take over that game. If I had to pick a guy, I mean, it's kind of a safe bet, but it just that's my rationale for that. Um Aaron to Pittsburgh, LOL. Ben is gone after this year. That's a thought. Aaron to Pittsburgh. I don't know. What would that Dude, I and and the, the 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 other crazy thing about that. So it's AFC, we could check that box if the Packers wanted to ship him somewhere. The other thing that Aaron would probably love about that, despite the fact that he would probably hate to go to Pittsburgh, um is the defense, right? I mean, he's always wanted what Tom Brady's always had, which is just a dominant defense. He's never really had that or he, he has a couple times, but um not as much as he likes so if you could gift wrap wrap him um a a top tier defense and we got to see what they are this year I don't know but from what I can tell the pieces that they have that's a scary defense and he's going to be real excited about some of the top pass rushers T.J. Watt uh Minka Fitzpatrick the whole crew over there um I haven't really considered that but it's it's worth considering I suppose uh but, but be, nah man the full nfc east i think is open to rogers other than the boys as they just got that contract done i don't know what that means the bears have stacked quarterback depth <laughs> i don't know if you're if that's a sarcastic joke or not but i, I guess right uh, Foles is probably going to end up getting traded but i guess we can call it stacked depth all right Sk- uh, cook cannot stay healthy vikings are wild card every year this is all true information Z has been out for a minute now. Are you worried about him like I am? I am. Uh, A couple people have brought that up. Uh, I would actually go on to say that I I would guess I'm more than 50% that he is not going to play. That's my thought. I don't think he's going to play. I hope that he does. I hope we get some kind of a thing. I'm guessing sometime this week, you know, during practice or whatever, we're going to have coaches come to the podium. We'll get a little bit uh, more information Um, hopefully he's making some progress. But it just they've always sounded pessimistic about him starting. So that does make me quite a bit nervous. But hey, you want to see Rashawn Gary in full game duty, that there you go. So hopefully we get Preston playing well and and Rashawn just goes absolutely crazy because we're gonna need him. Um Andy Monday says, you're right about McCarthy. You explained his lack of grinding when he left Green Bay, and it didn't seem like that's changed. Sad. It is. Because, I mean, he, keep, he keeps pleading for... There's no question how much football means to him. I mean, he he does not want it to go away, but it just seems like he lost something. Like, he still wants football, but he just doesn't have something. I don't know what it is. It's it's hard to explain how he wants he wants it real bad, but it's like he doesn't want it. I don't know. It's a very weird... It's a very weird thing. I don't know. Um... <laughs> Kate says, I think McCarthy and McAdoo uh, just sit and eat donuts, and the boys said, That's the other thing that makes me nervous. Is, is that who you have over there? That, he, see, and that's the other thing about McCarthy. Again, that, that good old boy's mentality. He always wanted to bring in his guys. He always liked his guys, and he always wanted his guys to get hired away, and that's, that's another reason the Packers were so, started to get so bad, is if we had actual talent, they'd get hired somewhere else. But if our guys didn't perform, he would never fire them. I mean, he's, he's a great human being. And I think this is part of where Rodgers now is mad because he, he kind of grew up with McCarthy where you protect your guys, right? Again, it's that union mentality. You've been here for a long time. We protect you. We stick by you. We kept players way too long. We kept coaches way too long. And it hurt our team. But Rodgers, I think, saw that as this is the right thing to do. This is about treating people the right way. The new regime came in and said, you produce or you go bye-bye. And that's how it should be. But I don't think Rodgers likes it. He doesn't like that. It's producer. You're gone. Right. So again, that's why I tend to be on the side of the Green Bay Packers instead of Aaron Rodgers. Maybe I'm reading the whole situation wrong, but that's kind of how I see it. Um, McCarthy went downhill when he stopped shaving, says Philip Jones. I haven't I haven't looked into that theory, but it's a a fair theory. We got two questions in two minutes. So let's see how we can do this here. Did you hear about Reed telling the story of how he got an offensive play written by a janitor during his Green Bay days? He used it once. He got to Kansas City, and they scored from it. No, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. Um, by the way, speaking of Andy Reid, as much as he seems to be a great play caller, there seems to be some issues over there. Um, I know Le'Veon Bell said he would never play for him again. Um, there seems to be some other kind of weird things going on with him. So that should be slightly concerning. I mean, if he ends up not sticking around for whatever reason, if he starts losing the locker room or whatever, um, because I feel like that team is is. Like I said, I, I kind of see them as being the next Seahawks, where it's really just coach and quarterback that keep that thing alive. But if they lose Andy Reid, it's it's just kind of a quarterback out there floundering, and I could see the Chiefs falling off. I know I, every theory I have about the Chiefs is about them getting worse. We'll see how they perform, but I, you know, I'm just not a big fan of them. Finally, Lupe Di Fiasco, Da Fiasco. Have I been saying it wrong? Whatever. Problem with our defense is we have a good pass rush and secondary, but a poor run defense, so teams are rarely in third and long. <sighs> yeah, that is true. Um, it, it's it's almost the exact opposite of what we have with Capers, where the only thing we could do is stop the run on first and second down, and then we couldn't do anything. Um, we do have to get better at that. I do think the Packers do well with that. The, the problem seems to be there's too many times, so it's not a matter of, well, they every time they run the ball, they get five yards. I think it's more a question of a lot of times they actually look good against the run. The problem is they allow too many gashes, right? Oh, that was a great stop. That was a great stop. There might even be like a first half where they don't really get any yards at all. The problem is once the third quarter rolls around, fourth quarter rolls around, they start getting 10-yard chunks. They start getting 15-yard chunks. They start doing, you know what I mean? So it's... It's not consistent enough, and it's just... So so. the overall statistics are bad for the Packers. I don't think that's because it's necessarily on a play-to-play basis. I just think that there's a lack of consistency. I also think they never got off the field, and so they started getting really tired. In third and fourth quarter, they just started getting gashed over and over and over again. Um. So anyways, I think we're going to call it there. We're at exactly an hour. Thank you guys for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. I am going to probably play some, some uh, video games and hang out, so... Um, I would stream them, but I'm losing my subscribers as it is who don't want to deal with this, so um, I think I'll just hang out by myself. Thank you all for tuning in, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.